Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm April Vokey, and you are listening to Anchored my chance to speak with some of the most influential people involved in the fishing world today. Join me as I travel to sit face-to-face with my guests in their own homes to learn more about their careers, opinions, history, relationships, and life both on and off the water. This episode of Anchored is sponsored by another fly fishing podcast. The Fish on the Brain podcast is put together by host Tim Evans alongside a small group of his friends and family. On the show, Tim travels to destinations many of us have on our bucket lists. After a couple of days on the water, Tim sits down with guides, locals, and other interesting people to partake in thought-provoking conversation, which he then records for his podcast. Topics on the Fish on the Brain podcast range from the informative to the downright humorously entertaining. He informs his listeners about the areas he fishes and occasionally touches on the conservation aspects of those same places. You can find Tim's podcast by using any podcast outlet and searching Fish on the Brain. You can also find it on social media or at www.fishonthebrain.com alongside Fish on the Brain journal entries, a web store, and a schedule. Does anyone have Fish on the Brain yet? Lorianne Murphy is a woman who follows her heart. Her heart just happens to regularly take her to the water. Originally a trout guide in the late 1980s, Lorianne now lives and guides in San Pedro, Belize. But as versatile as she is, for me, it was her founding Real Woman Fly Fishing Adventures in 1994 that really stands out. Real Woman was the first company to offer women-only fly fishing trips all over the world, and I was fascinated to learn more about the woman who paved a path that is so now well-worn. 
born and raised Santa Barbara, California, multi-generation California girl. My great-great-grandpa, Max, he was a founding father of Los Angeles. So 1862, he came out from Missouri and uh, built wagon train wheels for the gold rush. And so I'm multi-generation California girl. And I'm, um, when I moved out to the West, I moved out to Idaho, Montana, they can't stand California. So I kind of kept that low key. But now I'm really proud of it because... You know, I actually just spent some time in northern old California this steel past steelhead season, and it's just like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. You know, just really, really beautiful. My grandpa had avocados and oranges. Um, I used to take the train down from we lived um, Venice Beach area, and I grew up with Dogtown and Z Boys. Those are my guys. If you know anything about skateboarding and the original part of skateboarding, but anyway. So surf, played volleyball, you know, um, then decided, okay, time to go to nursing school. Got a scholarship. I don't play basketball. I was a volleyball player, beach volleyball player, and um, got a scholarship. Went to Coeur d'Alene, got my um, nursing degree, associate degree in nursing, and then went out to Seattle and got my bachelor's in nursing. And I was going to go get, and I was halfway in a nurse practitioner program at University of Washington when I thought I'd probably kill people. And so <laughs> I thought, okay. And at the same time, um, I was fishing with some really amazing friends of mine, Bruce Schwartz. Uh, and he said, you know, and they were, they lived, he was a doc down the Dalles and I caught my first steelhead on a fly and that was it. And, uh, that was my fish on the Deschutes and, so I had this great nursing schedule in Seattle where I would have three days off and four days off. And so I just fished all the time. And I was reading Joseph Campbell at the time, and he said, follow your bliss. And so um, I just knew that I was racing sailboats. I've always been really, you know, I surf. I was very active. But um, I just, when I'm fly fishing, it has a tendency to bring me to be very present. So that was my drug and um then there was a time in my life and it was um my early 30s and i moved out to jackson hole to be director of public health there and um then i decided not to do that job but to go over to driggs idaho and so i started their home health and hospice programs and set all that up and at the same time, I met my uh, future husband, Gary, and he said, so it was 1989, and he said, you know, you want to go to this uh, guide rendezvous in, up in Chico Hot Springs. And so I'm like, yeah, but I didn't know if I wanted to mess my passion with work, you know. But I, we went up there, I went up there, and I was with 16 guys. And um, I had my sage rod and my hearty reel, and... I was late for the classes that they had. Vern Bressler was a real hard ass, and he started the whole Orbis Endorse program. Yeah. And um, he since passed away. He was a real strong um, guide mentor in my life. And a best friend of Lee Perkins, and who own, owns Orbis, and is now 88. Um, so anyway, it was a great story because, uh, you know, my friend Vince is like, Lorianne, do you even know who Lee Perkins is? Lee's like, I want to take the girl guide. You know how that goes. Yeah. And uh, he's like, wow, wow. And uh, I was like, that's how he talks. He talks like Mr. Magoo. And um, then I was late, and, and then, you know, I was nervous, and I had a sage rod and a hardy rod. I had no nervous stuff, and I was like, oh, my God. And anyway, we went down the Spring Creeks, and I was really nervous, and I just said, you know, 
And I stood up and I spooked all the fish. And I said, Mr. Perkins is just making me too damn nervous knowing you're the owner of Orvis. I'm just going to pretend you're one of my regular fishing buddies. We'll just have fun, all right? Well, we've become best friends. And we've been friends ever since. It's like 25 years, a long time, 20 years. And um, 1990, yeah. So uh, he... has been a really special person in, in my life, and we've hunted. He gave me my first shotgun when I turned 40, and I started shooting, and now I've been bird dogs, and my bird dog is a, um, a dog from his his dogs. And so he's been a very important person in my life. And then the other people in my guiding career is we grew up in Jackson, and uh, we, the women, there were just a few of us, and Patty Raleigh's, 10 years older than me and she's in her 60s now and she's um she was the only gal rowing boats and she went down to Argentina with um AJ DeRosa they were the first ones that really brought drift boats down to Argentina started that whole thing Patty Raleigh knows Argentina like the back of her hand as well as Chile and um then she was just always a badass guide you know around and then Kim Keeley, one of my just soul sister. These are really great anglers, and then they all we all just became fishing guides. And so uh, we really, I was blessed this last year because um, Orvis, and I'm not even really working with Orvis at this point. I keep I keep everything open. You know, it's really I like that feeling, um, and I, I have friends everywhere in the industry, so I I try to keep away from that whole lock-in thing, but. Anyway, um, Orvis really honored me. This and my business, Real Women, and my business partner, Jennifer Cornell, um, and they gave us the Breaking Barriers Award, and that was very cool. And we got to go to the Orvis Guide Rendezvous. Well, I flew from here and went, and and it was great because there were five to seven hundred people there, and I was, and they were mostly guides and outfitters, and so I was able to say thank you, yeah. and because. Um, if it weren't for the guides that I grew up with and accepting accepting me on the river, you know, um, it was, you know, it just wouldn't have happened. So, you know, it was good. So you had to be out of your game, and you know how it is. You know, mm-hmm. you're the only chick around. You're back in your boat, and you better know what you're doing. Um, yeah, all eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and if you screw up, you just kind of laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> what? Uh, but, you know, so... That's my guiding career, and I've really, April, I've really come to realize that, um, especially after going back to Montana, guiding all summer trout and then guiding steelhead again, and I mostly get trout, I've been mostly a trout guide more than a steelhead guide. Steelhead's been my just my fishing time. I, I disappear for a month if I can, and... Um, but it's like I that's where my heart is you know there's all kinds of other ideas I have to do I have I'm excited about doing in life you know other projects but my I'm grounded when I'm guiding and it's um it's a, I'm I feel I love the guide tribe I like the whole nine yards it was really fun for me to be at the put in and take out and see people yeah how's it going and love that great um felt a little crowded for me this summer in, in Montana I felt a little claustrophobic so I made the decision now to guide full-time here which I think is way easier well let's yeah well let's talk about this I have so many questions oh my god I'm just the listener can't see I'm literally staring at you just like taking it all in it's so fascinating to me so back it up like 
from the beginning. So is your, did your grandfather, was he one of the original steelhead guys in California? No, 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 no. My, my grandpa in, um, in California, he, he fished a lot, but he was, nobody was ever a guide. No, everybody pretty much thought I lost my mind when I started guiding. Yeah. <laughs> so who was the, was there a fisher person in your life? Uh, well, yeah, my uncle Jim and my dad and my grandpa, they were all, um, they all fish, but conventional fishing, and I'm the oldest of seven children, and oh, wow, really? we're five and a half years apart, and Irish Catholic, and um, my mom and dad had two sets of twins back-to-back in less than two years, it's Irish twins, so we, anyway, five, seven kids, five and a half years, so, yeah, my mom and dad would take us up to Sierra Country, and we'd run around the lake and fish with Velveeta cheese, and then my <laughs> grandpa, he would be in a little John boat, and he would fly fish, and... I would just, I remember like falling asleep on the, you know, in his boat and watching him fish and it was always something. So when, when I was introduced to fly fishing as an adult, uh, that's when I brought back all that instant, um, instant happiness. It was like a little happy package. There you go, happy package. What brought it back during your adult, was that your husband at the time? No, that's when I was fishing with Bruce Schwartz and those guys down the Deschutes. And, so how did you um, meet those guys? Like, when did you decide, you know what, I was I'm going to start doing this seriously? Well, no, so yeah, I, mean, I was playing music. I play guitar and everything. We were in music, and uh, Bruce is a really great fiddle player, and you know, he's like, hey, and he invited my boyfriend and I at the time, and he said, come on down, let's go steelhead fishing on the Deschutes, and so then uh, I caught my first steelhead on a fly, and that was it. Yeah. And then that, it. so then that's when I started going down all the time. Every that's what I said. Every other weekend, I was going four days and three days, and I was just fishing a a lot then. And just I mean, that was it. Follow your bliss. That was I. I mean, the whole package for me is what happened. That's God, literally went bomber. And everybody in my music world in Seattle, and they're still dear friends of mine. Of course, we've had this great friendship. Um, I thought I went off the deep end. Everybody thought I went off the deep end. My parents, my, you know, everybody was like, my God, you're giving up your nursing career, Lorianne. You're going to be a fishing guide. And, you know, and so that was, but I, I fished, I fished crazy. Um, steelhead fish, and then it wasn't until I got into guiding that I went out to Jackson, and then I went to the rendezvous, and then after that, Gary and I got married in 92, and then he was fishing director down in Colorado at Elk Trout Lodge, and so we worked down there for a couple years, three years, and then I was cowgirling also, and I know, everything, and being a part-time nurse, and fishing, and guiding, and then I was like, I want to be back home, let's go to Victor, we lived, our house was in Victor, Idaho, and um, so he's like, okay, so we went back to Victor, and so then I opened up my fly shop, Real Women Fly Fishing Adventures, in 94, well, it started as outfitting, started as I guided for the Orvis store in Jackson, and then, um, you know, one thing leads to another, and you have more clients than you know what to do with. And so then I broke away from Joe Bressler, who was the outfitter, Vern's son, and he was the outfitter there. Great guy to work for, really good time. But it was like real women was just, uh, I got an offer. I worked with Meryl Streep and Kevin Bacon on the River Wild. I was the fly fishing technical advisor. I worked with Meryl oh for four God. months, Kevin Bacon, David Strathairn, <laughs> John C. Riley, all these guys. Yeah, I worked with them. That was... 94 and then I love that movie. that was great and um that was so much fun we had all this fly fishing in 
in um, the film, and then halfway through they decided to uh, make it a scary movie. But I was the only fly fishing technical advisor, so I got to stay on. They edited a lot of them. We had some cool fly fishing shots, but they edited it out. And Meryl and I would watch, sit at 4 o'clock and watch dailies and drink wine, and you drink wine with Meryl. And, uh, <laughs> and we would sit there and watch dailies, and I'm so California slang, West, casual, and she's not. <laughs> but she's imitating me, right? Yeah. And so we both had our hats like in this, the ponytail, and watching dailies. And here come here comes Meryl looking, you know, like me. And she turns around. I'll show, I'll show you a picture. And um, she turns around and she goes, geez, Louise, just like me. And it just totally flipped me out. I was like, oh, my God. That was just so weird. <laughs> But so, yeah, so I got really lucky. I got really lucky, April. Then I worked with Martha Stewart, and I took her up into the Wind River Range. I've just got, I, I work with lots of big movie stars, and I work with everyday normal people. And so my clientele just became so super fabulous. Yeah. And then we started the Orvis Schools for Women, and then I'm not independently wealthy, you know, but I wanted to travel all around the world and fly fish, and so... You know, people just said, hey, I want to go on trips. I'm like, me too. <laughs> so organized trips and um, started Real Women with Christy Ball. And um, she was a guide in Jackson. And we just decided to get things going. And that was really fun. And we did trips together for about four years. And she decided she wanted to do other things. And so... Um, I took it on, and then, you know, my partner, Jennifer Cornell, we've been working together now for 15 years, and so it's been really, um, it's a sisterhood, it's a family, uh, Mark Bressler told me, another one of the Bresslers, he said, you know, when I was getting real women going, he said, you know, people thought, is it a lesbian cult, uh, are you a club? But it was the first uh, one, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we were the first, the first one, there, yeah, we were, we were, and, uh, people, you know, I go to the shows, they're like, what are you? And, um, you know, is this a club? No, we're outfitters, no, we're guides, you know, this is what we are, and, and Joan told me, she said, you better narrow it down. You know, are you going to do schools? Are you going to do trips? Are you going to do... And it's been a fault of ours to just do it all. It really has been because we, we do like to do it all. So that's the way it is. That's the way it goes. <laughs> so, okay, so you are, you're a part-time nurse. So you're getting rid of being a nurse. You're start, starting to phase out nursing. Oh, yeah. full-time into fishing. Right. So I started uh, working at the Driggs Hospital, got them going with their home health and hospice program, primarily LDS community. I'm not LDS, uh, but they were very welcoming into the community. And now the community is a lot more mixed up. But this is early 90s. And uh, so, and then, um, you know, so then, and then I decided, then all these great jobs showed up, you know, like working with Meryl, working with Martha. Right. So I just really didn't have time to do nursing anymore. So I let nursing go for like 12 years. And then I thought, oh, you're getting older, you know, you can't row the boat forever, maybe your arms will fall off, like Joan said. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, the curse. And uh, I was so glad. I was like, okay, so I went through RN refresher course, and then I was living with my boyfriend, Rick Ruoff, at the time. We've been friends forever, ever, 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 and, and then we uh, made the fatal mistake of living together and being sweeties for seven years. Now we're back to really good brother-sisters, but we've this been friends for a long time. Marriage, yeah, marriage. it was after I was married for 13 years, and then I was with Rick. Right. And uh, Rick and I live, now he's right across the street from me in Montana, but we lived when we were together in 
Montana, Tucson, and the Florida Keys, because he's a legendary guy in the Florida Keys. He's right. one of the big threes there. And um, so I was nursing, so then I started nursing, and we were bird hunting in Tucson and living in a really cool... I was just talked to him today, actually, and I want him to will me the house. I mean, because it's such a cool old adobe house. Anyway, so here we go. <laughs> so I was... I just got back into nursing, and I was like, hell with it. I'm going to just go right into direct patient care. I'm not going to do management or anything. I went right into ICU, right into intensive care, emergency care, right in... Loved it because I told the pharmacist, I'm like, you're going to become my new best friend. And it was really good because that's when everybody started computer charting. So I was on the same page with everybody. And uh, I've come from a long line of nurses. My mom was a nurse. My sister's a nurse. One of them. Anyway, so I did that. I was just like picking up nursing jobs. I'd work for like three months in um, Tucson while we were there and the rest of the time fishing. And then I got the call in 2009 and I'm driving through Salt Lake. Carter Andrews calls up. Lorianne. Hi, Carter. How's the wife? How are the kids? I'm in traffic. So I pick up because sometimes I'm bad. And um, he's like, I've got the perfect job for you down in Belize. I'm like, not doing it. And Rick and I just broke it up. And um, so I have my life really figured out. And, uh, and you're enjoying the nursing again. You're I'm enjoying, enjoying the nursing again with the balance of fishing. It's okay. a really nice balance. Right. And a feeling irresponsible and responsible. It was a nice balance. <laughs> right, so, okay. So, and, um, yeah, things were great. I loved my plan. And then, um, so I said, not doing it. And he goes, El Pesco needs a fishing director and they want a car to do it. But he opened up a lodge down in Panama and um, Isla de Seca. And uh, so he got that going. This is like, you know, well, same time, 2009. So, um so then, like, I'm working as a nurse, and it was really intense, so I'm, like, intense with this guy, these docs, and I'm going, you know, I just got off, you know, we're, like, somebody's dying, and we're talking over, you know, as, and I said, you know, I just got offered this job down at least fly fishing, everybody just stopped, and they go, what? And I'm like, well, I thought you guys wanted me here, and they're like, this is what you do, why are you not going down there? You just broke up with Rick, blah, 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 and I'm like... Well, okay. So then I came down. I said, okay, I'm going to come down. So I came down a month later. And all the guys at Pescador, you know, they were like, what the blank, you know. We're going to have a chick for a fishing director. No, blanking way. And um, so. Because, yeah, I met you in 2010 there. Right, right. Yeah, so then yeah. you came just right after I got Coley. You had so, that place locked down. It was awesome. You know, yeah, it was really, it, I really had a good, good time. And, I'll, and I owe a lot to this fishing guide community as well. So so then I just told the guides, I'm like, you know what, at this time in my life, I'm not going to come down here unless I know we can all get along. And I met with a core of the guides, and they all were like, okay, let's do it. And so... We did that together, and we doubled the business together in five and a half years of me being there. And so, and we, and we really, really, I could no way April be down here and just showed up and go, ta-da, I'm yeah. Lorianne Murphy, and I'm going to be a fishing guide down here in San Pedro. I mean, no, I have, I have their blessing, and I feel very, just like I did with the original guys in Jackson Hole, I feel that so much here. I feel like, um... But you've worked for it. You've put your time. I have. <laughs> Hard, too. Yeah. I have, I have, you know, and I mean, these 
case can be shedded, um, you know, but it's, I, I, I'm lucky, you know, I'm yeah. lucky that way because I enjoy it. So yeah, it's invigorating, you know, it's like, you know, you continue to, you know, do your thing and it's like, I've never been one to get locked into stuff, you know, sometimes you go, oh, maybe I should be doing this, you know, something a little bit more conservative, and I'm like, oh, maybe, but it's just not my nature, and things come up, and, and it, it is, this is a very, very exciting time for me. Now, I have mad respect for you that you just uprooted and did this, so did you, did you sell anything back in the States? Did you live here full time? Uh, so yeah, so I moved. Here, so I was living here full time. I put everything in storage, and then I and then I have a little grandma house in outside of Bozeman in Willow Creek, and right. so all my stuff is still there. So I like to go there, and then we close it down in the in the winter time, drain the pipes and that kind of thing. But um, so all my, so I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to. Um, leave it intact through this summer because now I now I want to be here full full time you know get a house bring my furniture down here as a resident now I'm a resident here so right. that's great so now I'm entitled to one container duty free so uh, I want to put on I want to get like a Harry Spears flats boat I want my furniture <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> so that's the next that's the next big phase that's the next big phase yeah are you still guiding for trout at all well, that was what I just did last summer, so I think I'm going to kind of probably phase that out. Okay. And probably, uh, I still love the steelhead guiding. I love working with Deck Hogan and Troy Detman, and we have a really great time on the Grand Ron. Really, really fun. And uh, so I want to keep that in um, in my arsenal. And then, you know, so go back uh, vacation and kick back time rather mm -hmm. than, you know, just... It felt a little too much this time trying to keep everything together here. And then you go home, you know, and then your truck breaks down, you know, and then this and then that, and then your drift boat, this and that. You know, it's like there's all these things, you yeah. know, in your guiding world. You got to keep your act together, you know, with that immediate scene. <laughs> so, yes. And going back and forth, you know, it's like, okay, so, you know, I got to keep this boat together and I got to keep, you know, my house together here. And I got to just kind of simplify it a little bit. It just felt a little overwhelming. Coming up, Lorianne and I chat about guiding in Belize, chasing dreams, and transparency in the industry. Again, this episode is brought to you by the Fish on the Brain podcast. The Fish on the Brain podcast can be found using any podcast outlets such as iTunes, Stitcher, and others. One of their shows that I recommend is episode 8, where Tim sits down to discuss a guide's life with Vance Freed. Be sure to check it out at www.fishonthebrain.com. We're sitting here right now in... Belize. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm in your home. It's beautiful. I love it. And I really am getting a, kind of a feel for you. I'm looking around. I see some stuff with, you know, the spiritual. You look like a yoga woman. Are you yeah, a yoga yeah, woman? Really, I love really, it. really, really great. I have a fabulous <laughs> yoga center, 10 minute walk right down I the just had breakfast there. And Kirsten is one of my besties here. She's a phenomenal yoga teacher and they bring in all these other great yoga instructors. And so, and I'm going to do a fly fishing yoga retreat there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Run God. out the cabanas there and do a fly fishing. Yeah. The palapa over the sea. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. I know. I was looking at that this morning. It's really thinking great. The same yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and so I've met in, you know, when I first got here, it was, you know, a little, a little tough, especially, you know, being on my own. And so, but now I have a really core center of friends. And so it's really, it's, it feels really good. Yeah. I bet. It feels great. But it's one of those things where looking around, getting a feel, 
I mean, I, I, even just you being a yogi makes me feel like I just <laughs> have a much better idea of who you are. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're the epitome of the sort of woman who I admire and respect and aspire to be. To not only, not only take your chances on real women. And truly, I mean, let's give, let's pay credit where it's due, okay? You were the first with a real woman. I mean, it, it was a foundation, and it was groundbreaking, and it's special. It, it, it is. Thank you, and thank, thank you for recognizing yeah. that. You know, and, it, and it, it, we just, you know, how it is, you, we just shot from the hips, and we just went, let's just do this. I mean, literally just said, oh, you know, we want to go on free trips too. Let's get this group together. Mm-hmm. Let's make it for women. And then Mark Bressler said, you know, oh, well, you're cutting out half the population men. And, you know, and so then that was great that we brought in, we brought men in. And then it was weird for me because... I had to kind of get my head wrapped around real women. What is real women? Right. And um, then all of a sudden, all these guys out of the Jacksonville area started seeing our clientele. And women, men, families, you know, just a really cool clientele. And then I just had all these guys that wanted to work for us. And so then that was great. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's evolved. It's changed. It's still alive and well. And I'm really am thankful for it. I was going to sell it at one point because I, I went moved up to Montana and closed my shop. I thought I'm going to sell the whole package and I, it didn't go through and I'm really glad. because. And I remember one of my cl- clients, Flory, she since passed away, but Flory says, don't do it, Lorianne. You're going to want it. You're going to want it later on. And I was like, and she's so right. Thank you, Flory. You know, because, <laughs> you know, she, she's, I, I, I do, you know, hey, you get your good clients that are like your, they become therapists. <laughs> Rule number one, you know, don't make it a therapy session. But sometimes it's a therapy session. <laughs> Between that and also moving out here. I mean, you really are the sort of woman who follows her heart and chases her dreams. And that, I just have the utmost amount of respect for you. For thank that. you. Thanks. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like you have to, I, I, I'm blogging now. I'm trying to do it once a month and um, on my website. And that's what my last blog was about was it just, I'm committed at this point, you know, in my mid-50s committed to, you know, just like I, I mean, sometimes it's scary, you know, sometimes it's really scary and you just have to wake up and just, you know, just like the commercials are talking about now, you know, start over and you do, it's like, you just, you know, wake up new day, what's going on, here we go. But, um, I really, I think because I don't have children, I've been able to live a little bit more responsibility, you know, than most, but. <laughs> did you make the decision not to have children? Was that something that Yeah, you, you know what, uh, we did, because we just had such a, Gary and I traveled the world, and we had such an adventure lifestyle, he's a class five kayaker, and we just went all over the place, you know, we just, and I think being the oldest of seven children, I was kind of the mom raising the kids, and so. It's really been fine, and my nieces, and um, now Catherine has a new baby, Austin. You know, it, it's like, yeah, my nieces and nephews are really, really important to me. So, um, yeah, so you, you know. basically have children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I didn't do. I did. You know, my friend Diana Rudolph is is She's now pregnant. pregnant. Right? I know. Yes. She's like, so have, excited for. She showed. She just showed me the ultrasound. I have such a woman crush on yeah, her. She you have to me. introduce yeah. me to her. Every she's the best. She's I'll good. just fall apart when I meet her. Yeah, she's really cool. She's great. And, is she excited? I mean, she's probably one of the best saltwater anglers in the world and I've ever seen her. Mm. You know, she's amazing. She's super excited. So excited. Yeah, she sent me the ultrasound. This is her dream come true. You know, it's like really, really, really happy. So, um, 
my mount my fishing buddy this year, but uh, I'm gonna get a new one. <laughs> I'm, adding, I'm getting a new one. Yeah, yeah. So, do you get people contacting you, or have you over the years had people contact you saying, you know, I'll, I also want to follow my heart and chase my dreams like you did? This is a really exciting time for me right now because that is exactly happening. Yeah. So I'm mentoring other women Good. who, and so that's like what I'm doing right now. And so other women are setting up their groups and they're being the group leader. And so it's great. So I'm like, okay, I've got this house for you guys. Let's do this. You know, you can set up this trip here. And, I, and so I'm helping them uh, be trip leaders. And it's really super cool for me to see all this unfolding it's really good it's awesome it's Big really time. i mean you know it's huge yeah so the reason why i ask is because it's been a very interesting topic of discussion for me lately because i get those emails you know i want to uh -huh. follow my yeah, heart yeah. i did a blog post on it yesterday that's brutally honest you know saying look i worked my effing ass off yeah. to be here yeah but it's totally worth it and you should follow your heart the argument I get from certain friends is when people email you, you have five sentences to respond or a mm -hmm. paragraph. You know, you can't lay out all the struggles over the years. Has it been really hard for you? I mean, I, I know the answer to that already. Of course, there's going to be lots of struggles. But have you been able to be transparent and honest and say, like, what, how, what do you say? How do you respond to them when they want to know what the struggles have been like? Do you lay it all out? I'm really happy that being transparent right now is in... <laughs> I'm really happy because I've always been transparent and now it's really cool to be transparent and it's like I'm like oh thank god because I mean and anybody who knows me will just you know I mean I've I've worked I remember when um in nine when was it 2006 we won the fly fishing masters we were team under our we won thirty thousand dollars but Rick Hart was like Oh, yeah, it's just like, let's get Lorianne on our team. I don't know. She's a loose cannon. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with her, where she's going. But, you know, so, I mean, true that. It's, um, you know, I, I just, I mean, I thank God. I thank God for my very best besties, you know. I mean, like, my sisters are awesome. You know, my, my dear friends, Chrissy, Diana, um, my dear friends here, they, they um they put up with a lot. I mean, you know, I, I come up at, I show up at their doorstep. I'm like, Wah! you know, or, or, you know, and I remember having a tantrum at Diana's house one time when I was living, we were living together. And I said, God, I came home from guiding. And I said, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I just be, get a normal guy and get married and be normal? Why can't I just be normal? Why can't I live a life and be normal? And she said, you would die like a fly from a spider. You would just die. And I was like, you're right, I would. And so that's, you know, so, you know, any, in my inner core, people know that, you know, I'm goofy as I'll get out. And, um, you know, so, and you know, and I have to be, it's like, you know, you have to be able to take a joke. I mean, things happen, you break down. I mean, you know, one day you can be a total superstar. Oh, God, you know, Laureate, she's a rock star. She's the best guy in the world. She's so cool. And the next day they can go, what? Who is this woman? She didn't even rock together at all. You know what I mean? It's like, ah. And uh, so, you know, it's just, it is, it is the way it is. Um, I'm learning to be a lot nicer to myself. I think, um, you know, I've, I've 
beat myself up kind of a way. Go, God, can you believe how stupid that was? Now I realize other people make really stupid mistakes too, and I'm not the only one. I used to think I was the only one. Not even cool. Yeah, and so um, I think that that's a big part of it. And, you know, I think the greatest honor is if anybody says, you know, oh, well, Lorianne did it, and um, I could try it. God bless them. But, you know, that's also just that makes me happy. And, um, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's not, it's not a cakewalk, but it's not for, you know, it's, but the joys are just so great. And so I guess I really love that. I really love life and I, I really value it. And, um, and especially being a nurse, I, mm-hmm. I learned in my early 20s as a nurse, you know, people just had these dreams and, and then they were like, oh, we're going to have a motorhome, we're going to retire, we're going to do this. And they died. And I saw that early on. And then I was like, oh, my God, you have to have fun now. Now I've taken it to an extreme level. <laughs> and my mom has always said, Lauriana, all you care about is your goddamn fun. And it's true. So this is why I'm here and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I'm committed you know, I really, I really am, and um, luckily, I've landed in a spot where that's acceptable. So, um, and you know, where I could still keep trying new things. Yeah, so you don't feel so, so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, think so, I think you're fantastic. Okay, so now you have your residency here, Louise, mm-hmm. and you're. Are you guiding? Yeah. So I started guiding full time, and. You know, I just finished like eight days in a row. So I don't want to do that all the time. But ideally, you know, like three days a week, four days a week, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, love guiding here. And, and you're guiding for, because you're no longer with El Pescador. Yeah, so no longer with El Pescador. So guiding for myself, LorianMurphy.com, RealWomenFlyFishingAdventures.com. You know, that's that's us, that's me. And everything's there, you know, about guiding. And then I also, I want people to think, oh, Lorianne Belize, whatever budget they have, I would love to help them design a fly fishing program uh, anywhere in Belize because I know all the guides and everybody. So I'd love to help people out and do that. And like I said, I'd also love to help um, other trip leaders who want to do, you know, their trips and support them in any way. So that's that's really, that's what I'm doing right now, and I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> I love it. So do you have, like, a, a backup plan? What are you going to do when your arms really are going to fall off? Yeah, no, no, really. I do have, I, I'm excited. Um, I have a couple projects here that I've started with Belize and different partners, and um, we'll we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. I definitely want to, I haven't had any time for my own writing, and I really would like to um, continue to pr- pursue that. I see uh, what I'm doing now. You know, my guide, my guiding career could probably take me into my 60s, like all the guys down in um, the Keys. But again, it's not something that I feel like I want to do all the time. I feel like it's. I love being out there. I love being with certain clients. But you know, either either end up with my own guest house at some point and kind of just you know having having everything kind of run on its own allowing me to do more creative things um possibility of clothing company here with belizean women um sewing things i mean there's there's a few there's a few things on the burner so i i'm excited about seeing what unfolds but mostly right now i really love courting the fly fishing here in belize i think that that's really um 
it's my strength because I know everybody here. I've been able to travel all around the country, and um, so I, I and I like introducing people here to Belize. Yeah. Yeah, you suited you suited here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So when you think of yourself as a guide, for example, do you think of yourself as a salt, more of a saltwater guide these days, a freshwater guide? I mean, well, uh, I, obviously, you know, I've had twenty five years of of trout guiding, so. You, that's my. But what's evolved? What's evolved? April is, and then I went into steelhead guiding, and and now I'm saltwater guiding. And Ruoff taught me how to pull the keys 20 years ago, so I'm very lucky. And I mean, he put up with a lot of bad pulling, and um, and then I had to come here. And pangas are not flats boats, and so then I had to learn how to pull pangas, and they're very very different. And um, so it's. Um, in any case, but so the evolution of guiding and my guiding, I've come down to, I am a guide, I love, I love, I love fishing, so whatever kind of fly fishing I'm doing, I feel like uh, if I want to, if I want to cross over, share that in guiding, I will, but I've really come to the point of, um, that's a part, big part of my identity. Right. And so... Um, you know, it's like I used to yell at the pescador guides, you know, and I'm like, they'd come in, oh God, the weather was bad. I'm like, wow, I used to set up, I set up lunches in the hail and uh, the rivers and, you know, what are you talking about? You guys have it easy. And, um, so, you know, but anyway, yeah, I, I so now I, I, all of it in my, and now that I'm guiding here, all that guiding experience from trout, trout guiding steelhead guiding, whatever kind of guiding, leading trips, you know, for all these years, working with other guides, being guided, um, it goes into, you know, it, go, it goes into my day now. Right. And I was talking with, I mean, Rick Ruoff today, he's a guide's guide, and I was whining, and I was telling him all my stories, and he's like, well, Murphy, you know, this is, you might consider this, and he said, I mean, so it was, you know, Rick Ruoff, Steve Huff, Harry Spear, those were the big three, and and um, he told me today, he said, you know, I would fish with Harry, or I would fish with Steve, and you never knew at the end of the day you didn't have a fish. He said, because you were so excited throughout the day, you were so enamored with the day, that you didn't feel like you got ripped off because you got skunked, you know what I mean? So it's like... And so here, sometimes if things are challenging, I'll go back into early stuff, start rookie guiding, over guiding. Uh, I'll do. I'll stay out later than I should. I'll do different things. I might go. Oh, you know, when I just need to explain what's happening through the day. You know, I mean, if we're having one of those stellar great days, great. We're talking about we're having one of those great stellar days, but you know how it is. That's not every single day. No. And uh, if you fish enough, you know that that's how it is. But you want that to happen for everybody. And so I think what, and so I learned today, I was like, yeah, that's going to be a goal of mine, man. It's just like, you know, I'm going to learn from these guys and I really want them to come down and I really want to show them the water. I really want to, you know, have them, um, just put their eyeballs on the scene and kind of give me, you know, cause they've been my mentors and I've learned so much over the years. And I credit, I credit Rick so much for my saltwater guiding uh, abilities at this point. And I have right. a ton to learn a ton. I mean, you know, it's just like, I learn so much every day. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. God. 
All right, great. I mean, I found a brand new permit spot this week. I was like, wow, nobody knows about this. This is great. So that's exciting. Yeah. And that's why I ask what you see yourself as, if you see yourself as a, as a saltwater guide or a freshwater guide. Because honestly, I want to ask you a bunch of saltwater questions, but I don't want to put you in a position. But you are a saltwater guide. Oh, yeah. No, I'm now I'm full-time you. saltwater guide. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I love it. I, I, just, mean. I try to imagine being in your shoes and going from being a steelhead guide to tomorrow being a saltwater guide and it scares the shit out of me just the thought of it scares me oh yeah so the first day i woke up and threw up <laughs> I, I was like ah that was last spring i mean like i go to the you know one of my buddies kevin's like i got a trip for you i'm like oh this is last year so this is been... just last spring so yeah, yeah so I've only, i haven't even been guiding a year yet here so tell and, me tell me everything you know, it's really yeah you know so i've learned a lot about you know what can go wrong with with your engines and how to tie up a boat and, and then the day i mean so it's very different because i fished here so much i've caught a lot of fish here i've been very lucky and um but it's very different being guided or fishing on my own and then taking it to I'm guiding somebody else. And your whole perspective actually on how you look at the water, even like saying, oh, let's drive out to Savannah. As an angler, I look at it totally different. As a guide, I look at it and I'm like, okay, oh, man, okay, i got to start here. i got to do this. i got to have the sun on my back. I've got the wind here. I don't want to fall off the platform, Lorianne. It's going to not be good. And then I'm also really knocking. I kind of do the tripod when I'm up there anyway. And I, I'm fortunate that I'm tall, you know, so I, I can see, see all around. But, you know, so I have to take all – I have to, you know, take that into consideration. And then – and then when it all comes together, I look up and I go, thank you! <laughs> thank you! Thank you for showing us this fish! Thank you for that shot! Thank you, thank you, thank you! And then we go to another place, and then, you know, I mean, so it's, I really am taking it, like, piece by piece, and um, Rick told me some tricks today that I, I'm really excited to use and I'm not going to talk about. No. <laughs> and, um, you know, flies are important, and I think presentation's important, and learning about these fish. So, I'm... I'm like a big kid in a candy store, so I'm sharing that with my guests. Oh, they love so, that. So, I, so, you know, I'm, I'm not like, dude, I've been doing this 25 years here, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm still learning. So it's, it's going to be exploring together. You know, it's like, okay, hey, you know, we did this, or I'll say, you know, hey, we have a northwest wind today. These places are going to be good for this place. You know, we've got tide today at this you know, they like the incoming tide, permit do well, like on low tide we could find these place here. And so it's an educational trip, you know. There's a rosy spoonbill. Yay, they're good luck. Um, you know, it's like we see a wood stork up north. Wow, that's incredible. Those are six feet. Those birds, you know, are huge. And, and so that's what's going on in my boat, you know. And we hook the, you know, like that tarpon with the bonefish fly and Rick said he's done that a lot. I thought, oh, I thought that was just me. I thought that was, I was the only person. And he's like, oh, Murphy, God, you're bone fishing and a tarpon goes by. Of course you're going to throw a bonefish fly at him. And it's true. And I've had permit eat tarpon flies. And, you know, so I, that would, that's, people know that I'm, um, wound up and I'm excited about what I do. And so if they come in my boat, it's good. And I, I've had people tell me over the years, because I go, ah! I scream and I yell and I'm He's like, God, he's 
see it. That's what happened. And then, and then they turn around and they go, Lorianne, you're going to give me a heart attack. And I've had people say that forever. And I do that and I'll scream. I'm like, dude, hey, you're fly. Oh my God. And it'll be quiet, quiet, quiet. We're hunting. And, you know, and so that that's what goes on in my boat right now. That's what happens. And, you know, yeah, testing new flies, trying new things. Um, Really kind of want to stay out of the main traffic, so I've really been exploring new places, and uh, it's fun. I, fa- I found some new places this week I'm excited about, so I'm excited. Um, this is a question I swore I wouldn't ask, but I have to ask, because I hate talking about it. What's it like being a woman in the sport? But are you the only woman guide ever in Belize? I think so. I think so. There aren't too many gringos. Um, or green guys. Green, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm it. Wow, how cool is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and um, when I went to take my captain's license test... Um, I, I went in there to Belize Port Authority in San Pedro, and I'm like, okay, Mr. Martinez, I'm here to take the test. And he looks at me, he goes, okay, sit down. I say, your desk? And I studied. I hadn't taken a test in a long time. You know, there's 50 questions, and I'm like, okay. And I got one wrong, and he looked over, and I was wondering if I passed or failed, and he's like, you still got it. And I'm like, great! And so I got my, you know, like, I was happy I passed the test and everything. And um, he's like, I don't think there are any other women in Belize that are, he goes. So, um, you know, the first thing, I don't, you know, I, I pay attention to that sometimes, only in the sense that I would really, and when I'm really excited about it, being part of the Able Women Initiative, which has been an awesome thing. Yeah, I'm hoping you'll tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doug DeGruy had a vision, and anyway, one thing, I'm, one of the projects I'm really excited about, and you talked about coming up, is starting a guide program and having that also be women guides. And um, so I told, like, Abby and all those guys, I'm like, look out, the revolution is here! And they were like, no! But I would love for some young gal, you know, Belizean gal, to say, and I have them all around here saying, teach me to fly fish, so I'm going to. And it's a really good living, a full-time Belizean guide working, you know, 250 days a year. They're making eighty to 100000 U.S. a year. They're making a lot of money. Holy so why God. wouldn't a woman, you know, a strong Belizean woman get into fly fishing, learn to pull the boat around, and that's going to be, and so... We're going to start a guide program. I'm having an, uh, I have an appointment with the minister next week, and we're going to get this going. Oh and my God, I know so cool. I'm really, really excited, and um, really excited. Yeah, and all the goofiness aside, this is actually something where I get to give back, and um, nothing. I mean, is happy. I'm just thrilled about that. Yeah, that is very cool, cool. Right, very cool. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's going to be happening. And Haywood Curry has a class over on Key Cocker. He's keeping kids in high school with his fly fishing class. You know, seriously, they're staying in high school in Key Cocker over there because they have a fly fishing class. He's got like six. And he's had two women in his fly fishing class. And those women could easily, you know, so who knows? I think I think in five years when we have a conversation together, it's going to be really interesting to see what, see, hey, you know, we sat together five years ago. What happened? We almost did this 2010. Now it's 2016, so it has been five years. So yeah, we'll do it again, and we'll and we'll make it. We'll see what happens, and that's going to be so cool. It's because this is a huge part of the economy here, right? It's a big part of the economy, yeah. And why can't that be shared with women? So 
No, what's the hardest part for you out there? Is pulling the boat as hard as we all think it is? I know I've tried and I'm miserable at it. Yeah, pulling is um, is is it's a little it's just a little t- more technical with the with the um, panga, and you can't get any anywhere really fast. So that's you can't chase permit like you would in a flats boat. You can't really chase it in a flats boat like, but so. Um, so pulling is hard, but I work with Sergio. He's my boat. He helps me out. So if I'm tired, Sergio hops up and he pulls, and he's learning to be a better puller, which is great because I have, don't have my citizenship yet, so I have to have a licensed tour guide in my boat. So yeah. Sergio's with me, and so that's nice. And the that... hardest part is just calling the shots where you need to be at the time. Like, okay, uh, and the wind changed every day this week, so that was kind of interesting. It was like, okay, now we have a northwest wind. All right, now we have an east wind. Now we have a, a northwest wind again. And you saw how it happened. It was every so day was tough. different. Yeah. How do you gauge a day on the winds? And I do have Will Flack, who's going to be on the show, and, yeah. and we're going to talk specifically about permit. But i got to ask, how, how do the winds... It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, you have to say, and I, I, like I said, I learned that from Rick. He would go, oh, people would cancel in Isla Mirada. It's a west wind. You know, it's going to be terrible because it, 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 the fishing would be off, everybody would say, or it was raining. And he'd come in and go, Murphy, let's go. And it would be, and we'd find magic. So I learned that. And so I learned how it's very, very important to wake up and go, okay, here's the wind is northwest. The permit are going to be down here on this end. We've got these shots here at this spot. We've got incoming tide. So you have to pay attention to the wind direction and the tide. And you put those two together and you come up with your areas that you know very well and or not, or you think it might be. Google Earth is awesome. And um, so you just kind of go in and, and figure out a formula, a plan. Like I could go, okay, I'm guiding tomorrow. It's pro- supposed to be predicted um, north, northeast, 10 to 15. I could think, oh, you know, we're going to go this, we're going to go up here, we're going to do this. Wake up in the morning, it's all changed. So you can have a plan, but you really have to look at the conditions and see what's going on, and that's the way it is. Versus being on the river, you put in and you take out and you deal with it. You know, you um, here you have places to go, and that's what makes a good guide is being able to figure that out. Yes. It's important. You can't just go, oh, dude, we had a thousand boatfish here yesterday, and I, we're going to go there tomorrow, but it's a whole different deal. And you saw that. You can go totally. to the same place, and it looks so different. Yeah. So that's the challenge. That's a major challenge. Yeah. yeah. And just just so that people realize, because you're talking about residency and guiding. This yeah. is not just the sort of thing where somebody can just decide they're going to come guide in Belize for a season. No, you have to have your residency. You have to you have to be, have your residency to be able to work in Belize independently. And then uh, you have to have your citizenship to take your tour guide's license to guide on your own. Which is a big deal. Which is a big deal, Are you yeah. trying to get your citizenship? Oh, yeah, I'll have that. I'll have that this year. Is okay. that really difficult to do? Um, no, it's just a little bit more paperwork, and it's just, yeah. But that's a really important part, you know, in getting this Belize um, guiding program together. You know, it's so I'll probably, you know, that'll... That'll be good. You know, it's good for me to get that. And everybody in immigration will go, yeah, she's going to help us out. So yeah. we're going to get that. I think it's such a valuable asset. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I mean, it took like five years and a lot of time and money to get my residency. So I'm happy I have that. Is there anything that you would like to add or ask me? So I'm really excited about your marriage and I've been following you and to see you. And I talked about you and I told you I did that thing at the Chicago Anglers Club. Right. And that was awesome. 
and that was great, you know, because they don't allow women into the club, right? <laughs> yeah, I love those. And, um, and, but women were there, and I talked about you, and, and when I put you up there, and I said, you know, it's just, I said, it's really great to have, to have April now. You've been a, such an ambassador for conservation, and that's so great, and, and working with Patagonia, and doing your own thing, Fly Gal, you know, awesome, love that, and your podcast, and you've been really, really forward-thinking, and I just, I really, I, I just am like, yes, that's great, that's great, so excited, and, and so, you know, and you're mentoring other women, and and we're mentoring men as well in, in a kind of a funny, funny way. I think you probably, do you get that? Absolutely. Isn't yeah. that fun? It, it, you, I don't know if you were prepared for that, but then. No, not in a million years. Yeah. Because for so many years, men just hated me. If uh-huh. they didn't have daughters, they hated me. They wanted me out of this industry. Especially uh-huh. because I kind of was the, you know, I was there when social media came to light. Yeah, right. And, uh, and yeah, I don't think they knew how to handle it. But, yeah, nowadays it seems like uh, it seems like I get contacted by just as many men. Joan was, I remember, you know, her thing is, I had them all to myself. I had all these guys to myself. Have you ever said that? Said that yeah, <laughs> she, she just, yeah, that's her thing. She's like, you know, then you guys showed up. <laughs> You know, and you're the next generation, and so it's like, you know, for me to see that come in so strong. I mean, can you imagine, okay, here I am, me, you know, now. It's like I've had, you know, I've had some mentors, but not so much in the guiding community. I mean, Patty Riley, but nothing like we see now. Can you imagine if I was sitting here right now, and I looked, and I'm like, nobody's coming into it? How horrible would that be? It would be awful. awful. There's no April Volkey hanging out. There's no, you know, there's none of this. And so, I mean... I feel so happy about that. I just, I, I'm really, really, really thrilled. And you are doing a fabulous job with that. And I applaud you for that. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for paving the path, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, and I'm empty. We're going to have to redo yeah. these. And that concludes this episode of Anchored. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you again to Fish on the Brain. Stay tuned to Tim's schedule for upcoming shows coming out of Christmas Island, Belize, and other destinations in the USA. Coming up next week here on Anchored is Jerry French, where we discuss the origin of the intruder fly and Skagit lines. This is one you do not want to miss. (laughs) 